up on today's federal newscast. HHS is looking to bring its employees under a new contract, but the union that represents a good portion of them thought they were still negotiating. Fewer federal employees utilized telework programs last year, despite more having the ability to use them. And a proposed rule from the Defense Department could change how many contractors get paid. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Today's episode of the Federal Newscast, I'm Eric White. New developments in the contract dispute between Health and Human Services and the National Treasury Employees Union. NTEU says HHS is preparing to impose a new contract on its employees, despite the fact that they've been locked in disputes over the two parties' collective bargaining agreement for months. The Federal Service Impasses Panel recently ruled on 23 contract articles and sent six other ones back to the bargaining table. NTEU says HHS cannot impose a new contract because those six articles still have unfinished business, but says HHS is planning to impose new terms by May 2nd. President Trump at last nominates a third person to fill the Merit Systems Protection Board. He nominates Chad Bungard, who is currently the Deputy Commissioner for the Social Security Administration's Office of Analytics, Review, and Oversight. He also once served as general counsel for the MSPB. The board has been without all members for nearly two months. Trump's two other nominees have already cleared the Senate committee, but have not gotten a full confirmation vote yet. TSP participants are encouraged to set up two-factor authentication for their online accounts. The Federal Retirement Thrift Investment Board says though the new feature is not mandatory, it's testing to see if it should be in the future. Participants were also especially active in rolling the money into the thrift savings plan this last month. The TSP says participants rolled in $30 million more in March than previous months. Participation in federal telework programs dropped in 2017. The Office of Personnel Management says participation fell from 51 to 48 percent. That's despite a slight bump in the number of employees who are eligible to telework. OPM says fewer opportunities to participate in situational telework, attrition, and inaccurate agency telework data reporting are some of the main reasons behind the decrease. Several agencies found ways to increase eligibility. Several agencies found ways to increase eligibility and participation by making specific specific efforts to raise employee awareness about telework programs. Bipartisan disapproval of a recent change by the Office of Personnel Management. Senators Chris Van Hollen and Mike Lee sent a letter to OPM Acting Director Margaret Weichert asking she revoke a proposed rule which would expand the seven-year criminal background check look-back to include if an applicant had ever participated in any pretrial diversion or intervention programs. The senators say Congress has taken steps to help convicted criminals find legal employment after rehabilitation and that this is a step backwards. Is a $700 billion budget all the Defense Department needs for 2020? A new report from the Center for American Progress questions if DOD is spending in a way which will actually enhance national security. The report recommends cutting money from the modernization of the nuclear triad and decreasing operations and maintenance spending. DOD is requesting $750 billion for 2020. 
The Pentagon does have one idea to cut costs. It's proposing a new rule which would change how it pays some contractors. DOD is looking to require all fixed-price contracts be paid out through performance-based contractual payments. The Defense Acquisition Regulation System says it will reduce oversight and compliance costs for the department. It will also help contractors manage their cash flow while reducing their oversight and compliance costs, allowing them to focus on technical and schedule progress. Comments on the proposed rule are due by July 1st. The Army and its Maneuver Center of Excellence is teaming up with the Defense Innovation Unit to come up with new drone capabilities alongside commercial companies. The Army hopes to get on-demand, eye-in-the-sky technologies that are inexpensive and can be carried in a rucksack. The Defense Innovation Unit specializes in working with non-traditional defense companies to find creative solutions for the military. The depots in charge of keeping military equipment up and running are in very rough shape, according to a new assessment by the Government Accountability Office. More now from Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. GAO says the average facility conditions at 12 of the 21 depots it reviewed are rated as poor. That's partly because of age and partly because of not enough upkeep. And the equipment inside those buildings is aging too. Only three of the depots had an average equipment age that was lower than its expected service life. The report says the conditions have led to widespread delays in repairing weapon systems, but DOD isn't tracking the issue well enough to understand the full extent of the problem. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. And more information is needed from the IRS on whether paying private debt collectors is worth it. The Government Accountability Office says the IRS has kept Congress mostly in the dark on whether private debt collections bring in more money than they cost. GAO found that may not be the case last year, as the IRS told Congress private debt collectors brought in $89 million and cost the agency $67 million. But GAO found that more than $50 million of those collected debts go back into an IRS fund to pay for current and future debt collection program expenses. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 